Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. Your host is Michelle Beck. Our show is here to help breast cancer patients, survivors, thrivers, their friends, and family by providing resources, support, and inspiration they can use right now. Here is your host, Michelle Beck. Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. Thanks for joining us today. My name is Michelle Beck. I'm a two-time, nine-year survivor of breast cancer. I'm the patient programs assistant at Breast Friends, and when I have time, I write a blog called I Never Liked Pink. I'm so excited about our guest today. He's the outreach coordinator for Camp Kesem at the University of Oregon. For those of you not familiar with Camp Kesem and have school-age kids, check out their website right now, after the show, of course. Kesem is the largest national organization dedicated to supporting children impacted by a parent or family member's cancer at no cost to families. Think about this for a second, no cost to families. Because when you're going through cancer, the last thing you wanna think about is having to pay money to send your kids off somewhere because all your money's gone to medical bills. But let's get into it. I wanna welcome today, Cole Jensen, otherwise known as Mustache, and we'll talk about that later. Cole, thank you so much for being here today. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, name's Cole Jensen, but I go by mustache at camp. Um, I'm a junior at the University of Oregon, um, studying political science. I was born and raised in Eugene, Oregon, so I've been here uh, my whole life. Um, and yeah, right now I serve as the outreach coordinator for Camp Kesem at the University of Oregon. I love that. Thank you so much. And I love hearing about native Eugene residents who continue on to go to U of O. We live up in Portland, and We've been drilling it into my son, who actually just joined us here, Speedy, and he's going to hopefully talk in a little bit, who has gone to camp twice, and I'm so excited for him. But we've been drilling in him for uh, quite a few years that he's a Ducks fan and that he's going to go to the University of Oregon and become a counselor for Camp Kesem. So we're, we're starting him young. Awesome, awesome. But Camp Kesem is such an amazing organization. It helps so many kids across the country since its inception in 2000 at Stanford University. I found out about Kesem through my young survivors group here in Portland. And at the time, my son was six. And I was like, oh, wow, is that, is that too young for him to go? But, you know, in my heart, I knew it would be such an amazing experience. And it took a little bit of convincing for him because – he was he was young and had scared and really had not been off to camp and at first he's like oh I'll go for one night I'm like well bud that's not how it works and and he's like okay well okay and the first time it was amazing when we got to drop him off at camp you know my husband and I went and we we drove him there and we wheeled in all of his stuff in a in a wheelbarrow out to the this little place that looked like hobbit town the cabins were like built into the ground almost and they had this huge center area and he met his first friend who was that ninja ninja there and literally after he met the counselors for the first time and met ninja we were like dog meat he was basically <laughs> like peace out and barely even said goodbye to us and he was gone for five nights i believe six days and he was great having a good old time and i'm walking away in tears because this is his first like overnight sleepaway camp but he came back with such an amazing time to talk about because having a parent with cancer takes something away from your childhood and add layers of grief and 
anxiety and worry and stress. And Kesem gives them back their childhood almost because it's like an old fashioned summer camp with you get to sleep away, you have amazing counselors and you have other kids who get it. And I, I can tell that Speedy is super excited here and wants to talk. So I'm going to bring him over and we'll get into what the camp is all about. But do you want to say hi to Mustache? Hi. Good to see you, Speedy. Thanks. And so, so Speedy, tell us about, it's okay, don't, you don't have to look at that. Mm-hmm. Tell us about your, how did you like going to Kesem? Um, it was actually really awesome. There's a bunch of other people that are always there. There was like a playground and a bunch of other fun stuff and just, yes, it was good. It was super cool. And you got to make new friends. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you've gone back. You went twice so far. You did twice in person mm-hmm. and last year you did at home. And it wasn't it, as fun. Yeah. But you know what? It's, they did the best they could. But we are really looking forward to next year. And there might be some opportunities coming up to get together mm-hmm. as well. Um, what was, how was it being around other kids who had gone through what you went through? No comment. Okay. That's okay. And you know what? One thing we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. Camp Kesem is not, it's not about the cancer. Mm-hmm. It's really about giving kids the opportunity to be together and to share. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was the best part of it. Oh, I'm getting a really nice hug right now, and I like that. Thank you, bud. You're welcome. Is there anything else you want to share with us? Not really. No? Okay. Let's actually, let's, I found one thing that we are going to read to people out there, and I'm going to show it here to Mustache. So it's one of the notes that you had sent out last year. It says, hey there, welcome to Kesem at Home. We're so excited to have you at virtual camp this summer. Inside this box, you will find a Kesem t-shirt, arts and crafts, instructions, and an activity book. We have loads of fun activities planned for your week of camp. Can't wait to hang out with you soon. Peace, love, Kesem from Mustache. <laughs> and I just thought that was super cool because that's the amount of individual personalization that your kids get, whether they're at camp in person or doing camp virtually. So I just, I thought that was awesome. And each kid at the end of the camp gets an award on a paper plate. I love that. The counselors all get together and can I go get mine? yes, you can go get yours. Um, <laughs> while he's stepping away for a second, Cole, let's start and tell me about how Camp Kesson was started. Yeah, so as you noted, um, it started very small uh, back in 2000, just five student leaders at Stanford University, and it really just served a, you know, a small community um, just around the, the Stanford area, um, but since then has grown to serve you know, thousands of kids across the country. And so the, the kids at Stanford saw a gap kind of in, uh, in, um, in care where um, there's a lot of great organizations that are focused on, you know, adults who have cancer and a lot of awesome organizations focused on kids who may have cancer. But there's kind of a niche that was kind of missed of um, kids whose parents had cancer. And so they saw that gap and they created Kesson to kind of fill that gap uh, to have an organization just focused on serving kids whose parents had cancer. And uh, Kesson is the Hebrew word for magic. So that's how they landed on the name because Kesson is is all about the magic and love, uh, you know, that goes on at camp. I love that. I had no idea what Kessa meant. So I, I, something that I'm so passionate about, I learned something about, that's great. Why, why do you think Kessa is needed in the cancer community? 
Yeah, so it's really about, you know, serving that niche kind of sometimes overlooked community of kids. Uh, because as we know, cancer affects everybody, not just the person going through it, but it has ripple effects into close family, obviously children, and, and everybody. And so there's kind of just this niche, um, you know, uh, group that was being overlooked, and, and Kesem is just there to serve them. And so because it has that focus, I think it's, it's able to deliver a really a special experience, you know, in a kid's darkest time, able to deliver maybe what will be one, one of their um, favorite memories, you know, or something that they'll hold on to and build a community uh, with for the rest of their lives. That is, that is amazing. And why is it unique? I'm sure there are some other things out there. Many of them are actually related to kids themselves going through cancer, but how is Kesem so unique in what it does? Yeah, you know, it's, it's really unique because the way that Kesem tries to confront issues of cancer is not by focusing on the cancer, but focusing on joy and happiness and, you know, giving kids a break from what may be some of their most difficult times uh, growing up. So Kesem allows kids to get away from the struggles of cancer and just be kids for a week. And, and while all the kids are going through similar experiences, the camp is not focused on those experiences, but instead is focused on, you know, the joy, the happiness, the fun that can still happen. Uh, the community that can still be built kind of despite um, the cancer that may be going on. So it creates this kind of tight-knit group of campers and counselors who care for each other, look out for each other. And so no matter what um, kid may be going through or counselor may be going through, they know that they've got this community there um, and, you know, and, and that's rock solid. And in less than a year, they'll be seeing them again at some point. So, yeah, it, it really is unique in how it kind of tries to confront that issue. I love that. And we have actually pre-COVID, of course, really tried to make every family opportunity throughout the year so mm-hmm. Jackson Speedy could come and connect with his fellow campers and counselors. And I think that was that's a really amazing opportunity that Kesem provides. Now, I know that it started at Stanford, very small, but how has it grown over time? Yeah, so uh, it started with just five counselors, one chapter, and now there's over, um, you know, 137 chapters across the country, across 44 different states. And so now annually, um, we serve upwards of 8,500 8, 8, um, kids, so over 8,000 kids annually go through Kesson programming in one way or another. Um, and so through, through a program called Kesemet Forward, um, chapters at universities who are able to raise a lot of money are able to donate back to Kesem Nationals. And that allows Kesem Nationals to invest in a new chapter potentially and start and, you know, keep building the process. So, yeah, it is it has grown, at, you know, astronomically, especially in the last couple or last decade or so has really become a, a massive nationwide organization. I love that. And that it really has college students are the backbone of this organization. Yes, there's there's hierarchy and structure and adults, not that you guys are not adults, but uh, full grown who've already, and they've chosen this as their career, but you guys are doing this free time. You know, this is something that you've devoted your time and your energy to because it's so wonderful and you get to give back. And I think that's amazing. And that kind of leads into my next question is why they chose the chapters to be affiliated with colleges. Yeah, so there's there's a couple reasons there. Uh, first is that there at, at colleges there's constantly a resource base for Kesson, meaning that there's volunteers who are ready to go at all times, constantly cycling through, and there's people willing to fundraise. And uh, there's always uh, you know college kids are usually looking to serve the community at some point through their college experience. So it kind of works well. And then additionally, you know colleges are spread throughout the country regionally. So 
each you know college chapter can kind of create a little hub for Kesem, uh, you know, throughout the country. So it works because it's just a natural volunteer base. A lot of active, energetic kids who really want to go um, serve other kids, you know, I guess. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, it, it's it's a it's a it works well, and uh, we have chapters, you know, as I said, through forty four different states, you know, spread all throughout the country. What area of the country do you serve? So the U of O chapter serves all of the state of Oregon, uh, a slight bit of um, Southern Washington, a slight bit of Idaho, and a slight bit of Northern California. But uh, we're really focused on um, uh, the Northwest, but just mainly the uh, the Oregon portion of that. Got it. Are there any other chapters in this region? Yeah, the nearest chapter, I believe, is uh, at University of Washington in Seattle. And so they kind of serve, uh, they're kind of on our northern border there, and they serve the region uh, to the north of us. Got it. How many kids do we have in the Oregon chapter? So in the Oregon chapter, um, at our last in-person camp, I believe we served over 300 kids uh, in, in between two weeks. So we split it into two separate weeks. Um, but uh, in the last year, we've had to shift a little bit. So we had slightly less numbers in our last uh, Kesemat Home, Home programming this last summer. But we expect, you know, once we're able to be back and in person to get right back there and, and expand again. We were potentially looking at the U of O chapter to, to, to start a third week in the, next couple, um, in the next couple years, which would allow us to have even more kids because we could spread them out through more time. So we're definitely growing and we're constantly looking for as many kids as we want. We've never had to turn anyone away. You know, we usually start with a waiting list um, to start Mm -hmm. uh, the application process, but through, you know, people not being able to make it for one reason or another, we're usually able to serve every kid who is able to uh, apply. So definitely looking to expand always and always want as many kids as we can. I love that. Listeners, go look up the website now, Kesem Mm -hmm. and then you can find your local chapter. And I cannot tell you how much I love the one here based at U of O. Uh, how is Kesem organized and run overall? Yeah, so Kesem uh, at a chapter level is totally run by uh, college, gear, uh, college kids. So the previous year's um, directors will help appoint new, a new director, a new treasurer, a new fundraising, people that lead the fundraising effort, outreach coordinators like I am. And so we do all, we have our own responsibilities and it's just run like a nonprofit organization at the chapter level. So that means that, you know, camp, camp itself, um, uh, you know, Kesem at Home, obviously, um, Friends and Family Day, um, all our other programs are all totally run by students, totally fundraised for by students. And then at a national level, there's Kesem Nationals, which is, you know, more of the, um, the official body it has obviously professional staff who are working year round and they kind of create the framework um, for like, you know, specific standards, guidelines, trainings, that kind of thing that we will follow. But, um, but for the most part, uh, you know, it's, it's totally student run and um, it's, it's all about, you know, kids taking advantage of a great opportunity to help out their community. And yeah, it's, it's left up to the kids to, to raise the money and organize the programming. That, that is so amazing. And it just shows the heart to serve for from you college students, and I cannot appreciate that enough. I have picked up my son from these, these camps twice, and I cannot tell you how amazing it is to walk into this camp situation. There's hundreds of kids running around, and their counselors, and they're, they're all in their colored t-shirts with their multicolored bandanas, and, and they've got their necklaces on with their names on them, and it's just a feeling of pure joy. To, and Because as a parent, you drop off your kid, you're like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? And then you go back and you pick them up and all you see is joy. And 
you guys are volunteering your time and I, I cannot, it's just amazing to me. But how many counselors and students are part of Kesem overall? Yeah, so, at, so at our chapter, um, you know, there's about 150 volunteers or so. And so that, that would, um, that's similar throughout most chapters, depending on size, some are smaller, some are larger. So I don't have an exact number on the total number of uh, combined counselors and kids, but I know that we have nearly 10,000 uh, kids who go through this program now throughout all of our chapters. Uh, again, that's 137 chapters throughout the country. And then each chapter is going to have, you know, usually 100, 150 volunteers, something like that. Um, and then a smaller number of those uh, kids actually, they end up becoming counselors. And so our counselors are usually somewhere under a hundred or so for each chapter. I love that. That's fabulous. And we will, we're going to talk more after we come back from a short break. Remember those of you out there, if you'd like to make a donation to Breast Friends, you can do that on our website or by texting BF radio to 41444 to help Breast Friends continue on its mission to ensure that women do not go through cancer alone. And while you're on there, go check out Camp Kesem. Stay with us. We'll be back in a minute. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to continue our mission that no woman goes through cancer alone and to keep the show going. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can text BF Radio to 41444 or visit us at breastfriends.org to donate. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon or follow us on Instagram at Breast Friends PDX. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. Female cancers affect women. But women's effects are felt throughout our families, workplaces, and communities. Electa is driving advances in precision radiation medicine across our portfolio of devices. By enabling treatment that is highly responsive to changes in tumor shape, position, and biology, but doesn't compromise the health of surrounding tissue and the patient, we protect the moments that matter in the lives of women with female cancers and everyone they touch. Learn more at electa.com. That's E-L-E-K-T-A dot com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are tuned in to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Michelle Beck at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to our program. I'm Michelle Beck, and we've been talking with Cole Jensen from Camp Kesem. In, from the University of Oregon. Go Ducks! So, Cole, can we talk about the leadership program that the counselors and the staff go through as part of this organization? 
Yeah, so, so every counselor and volunteer, um, you know, even if they're not going to be a counselor, but in preparation to become a counselor, has to go through a pretty extensive uh, training course before being able to go to camp. So that uh, in a normal year, that would be held in person. We'd have uh, usually every Sunday or every other Sunday for several months, um, we'd have a large meetings over a series of weeks. And those meetings would be supplemented with an online program. And so that, that program would teach us, you know, how to deal with, you know, conflicts that may occur at camp, how to deal with kids who may be going through a tough time, how to help kids who may have special needs or special, um, you know, things that they need help with. Um, so it really, it really um, is comprehensive and is able to kind of prepare us for any curveballs we may face at camp. But uh, this year, uh, due to it being all online, we have a very extensive online program we're doing. So a lot of uh, kind of videos and different training courses um, that prepare us, you know, kind of for everything that can go on at camp. Um, usually a lot of it is just like any uh, stuff a regular counselor would be doing at a regular summer camp. But obviously um, some of it is specifically, you know, curated to the audience or to the, the kids that we're going to be um, looking to help. So yeah, it covers, you know, kind of a whole wide range of safety things, but also kind of just um, social things that we may need to deal with leadership things as well. You know, how to kind of be a good leader, a cabin leader, and, and things like that. So, yeah, very, very uh, comprehensive. That's so important because you, you're you coming in as, as college students just out of high school. You're not psychology majors. You're not counselors, but you you have a heart to serve, and you, you have this huge time commitment that you're giving because you know this is such a, a fabulous program and a really great way to give back. But it's also challenging because dealing with kids who've been through cancer in their family can be rough and you don't know how they're all going to react and yes as parents we fill out these profiles and we talk about like we really go into detail about how our kids how our kids act and behave and if they have certain triggers but you're with them for quite a bit of time Mm -hmm. so that's it's really wonderful that you get that kind of training and I I would expect nothing, nothing less from, from Kesem, but how did you yourself get into this organization? Yeah, no, it's, it's been a while. This is my third year. So hard to remember, but, but all through high school, my sister, um, you know, she, she actually was a part of Kesem. She was four years older than me or three years older than me. So she was a part of Kesem while I was, um, uh, while I was still in high school. Um, And she, you know, would always come home, and constantly be badgering our family about fundraising, <laughs> about this organization. And she mm-hmm. was so absurdly passionate about it. We would always, you know, eventually kind of roll our eyes, be like, Lena, what are you, you know, you're really you're bringing it up at every dinner, every conversation. Uh, but through that, you know, right when I, I, I got to, to my freshman year of college, she was a senior at the UNBO at the time. And she actually had moved through Kesem and ended in, to be the point of the director of Kesem my, my freshman year. And, uh, and so she basically told me, you know, it's mandatory. You, ha- you, you have no choice. Mm-hmm. You need to join right now. And, um, and so I, you know, joined and I didn't really have any friends who were part of it. So I was very nervous going in and I get there and uh, it, the energy is just ridiculous. The amount of care, the amount of people trying to make you feel comfortable was so awesome. And then, you know, a year or not even a year, maybe three months later, I am myself acting just like my sister did, <laughs> bringing it up at every conversation, fundraising at every moment I can, trying to spread the word as much. And so that kind of started my journey. And then from there, I said I want to be a part of the leadership. So I tried to be a part of, you know, be the outreach coordinator. And um, and so I'm all in now and um, I, w- I will be for all, all my college years and even beyond if I have the opportunity. So it all started with my sister, yeah, who really 
she wouldn't she wouldn't let us forget about it and for good reason you know now i now i realize where she was coming from that's funny because i'm the same way as a parent whose child has gone there all of my friends know about kesem and that mm-hmm. where's jackson like you sent him off to summer camp i'm like no i sent him to kesem it, it's <laughs> it's very different and i it could not i do not regret one second of it but as i mentioned when we first started this is a free opportunity for these kids how is it paid for yeah, so uh, Kesem, one of the best parts of Kesem is that it is totally cost-free to any family who wants to participate. Um, it is fully fundraised by students. So each student, um, you know, uh, if you're just a regular general body member, meaning you're just the average volunteer, you know, you're, you're expected to raise about enough to send one kid to camp or the equivalent. And then if you're maybe in a leadership position or a little bit more heavily involved, you're expected to raise a little bit more than that. But, um, you know, it's not anything that's supposed to be a big pressure. It's really a big opportunity to help kids so you know we, we love to fundraise we have a lot of big fundraising events throughout the year and um and and student volunteers go they go really hard to try to you know raise as much money as possible but yeah totally cost free to any parents and totally raised at a local level by student volunteers within that chapter I love that um every, every year my husband are like we're gonna we're gonna make the magic happen night and for some reason, we're either out of town or something, but one day I'm going to be there in person because I love meeting all of the counselors and the staff and everyone is, is, as you said, so incredibly welcoming and passionate. And it's really cool to see that kind of a drive in people for something for me being a cancer survivor. You guys are out there helping my child. There's, I mean, there's no, other than my own health, like that's, that's the biggest thing that I could ask for. So it is such a blessing um, do you or do most staff or counselors have associations with cancer personally? Yeah, so I would say it's it's pretty split. You know, um, okay. me myself, I don't have I don't have a direct uh, you know relationship with cancer. Though you know, my mom's mom passed away before I was born due to cancer, and my aunt has mm-hmm. experienced cancer. So sad reality is that almost every person you know ha- has interacted with cancer, whether it it's be everywhere. a parent, whether it be a parent or another family member. Um, but uh, but for most counselors, I mean, many counselors do have direct relationships with cancer. Um, uh, you know, many of them even even more and more are, um, are, are were once campers. Uh, so they 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 were actually at Camp Kesson when they were younger, grew up, uh, you know, through that program, and then decided once they got to college, they wanted to go serve serve it as it had kind of helped them out. So it's pretty split, but um, but definitely a good portion of counselors they they have had immediate family with cancer. Um, but also it's full of people who just are interested in volunteering and see the need and see the, um, you know, obviously see the passion of others and, and really just want to help out. Now, I know some some campers do go on to be counselors. Is it, am I remembering correctly that the older campers are kind of in like a junior counselor training kind of atmosphere? Yeah, yeah. So so basically as we... Um, as as or as kids move through the the program, you know, it starts towards their last few years. They go to what we call like leadership and training (LIT), and it kind of helps kids, um, you know, kind of gain confidence in their leadership skills and things like that. And it it prepares them potentially for being uh, a counselor if they wish to, if they go to college following Kesem. And so they definitely it definitely does um, set people up. A lot of those kids, especially recently, it's been more of a recent program that they, we've been implementing across the country. Oh, we didn't we used to keep it pretty much all just Camp Kesem focused for it, the entire age range of you mm-hmm. know six to eighteen. But now those last few years, definitely we are trying to 
um, make kids uh, really be prepared to potentially be uh, counselors. Because often, um, you know, kids who've gone through Kesem and, and, and kids who've experienced cancer really intimately, they're some of our, our best counselors, our counselors who are really able to, you know, make connections with kids um, in a unique way. And so it's really awesome when we're able to have kids go through Kesem and then come back and, and serve as a counselor, because it's just, it's really cool to see that, that full circle. Yeah, because they've experienced the entire thing and they, they love it so much and they care so much that they want to give back themselves, which is, which is fabulous. And of course, teens, like a lot of times you feel like, you know, maybe 15, 16, 17, they, they almost feel like, oh, I don't want to go to camp. It's not cool anymore. Yeah. But the fact that they're choosing to continue to go to Camp Kesem and you're giving this, this opportunity and responsibility which which I think is, is really, it's a great thing because you're teaching them how to be that empathetic, caring person who wants to give back. So that's just another facet to this organization. Let's talk about what does a week at camp look like for the counselors, or excuse me, for the kids? Yeah, so camp is definitely, it's jam-packed. Um, so to start the week, uh, we, we usually have a couple buses coming from couple different locations in Oregon to try to kind of help kids, um, you know, who maybe struggle with transportation, be able to get there easier. And on that bus ride, you know, that's really where I got my first taste of Kesem. And I know a lot of kids did where everybody's singing, everybody's in their seat, but they're having a good time. And, and there's just such good energy right when you just get on the bus. So you haven't even got to camp yet. And I remember I immediately understood what the expectation was with that you're, you're all in, that you're singing, that you're trying to, you know, raise the spirits of everybody at all times. And that really struck me when I was riding on that bus for the first time. So, uh, so that's, that's how we started out. Then we um, get to our campsite, which currently is in Lincoln City, so um, on the coast there. And um, we have a lot of activities immediately because we know for a lot of these kids, you know, it's their first time going to camp or maybe it's their first time going to camp since their parent has experienced cancer or, you know, it's, it's a big moment for a lot of them. So mm-hmm. um, we try to, you know, really fill that time so that kids are not homesick, so that kids are looking to the next activity, that they're meeting other kids, that they're building relationships and, and so we really try to engage them as much as possible. And so what a day would look like, you know, we'd start out, we have our big, our, our breakfast and our big kind of dining hall. From there, we'll go immediately to games, um, to crafts, to maybe swimming, maybe going on the canoes, maybe zip lining, you know, because we're, we're, the camp we're at has a ton of amenities, a ton of really awesome, fun activities. So we, we fill our day with that, singing songs throughout the day, um, have, our, have our lunch, do the same after we'll have a moment we call free selects, which is where kids can choose whatever activity they want, whether that be the jungle gym, whether that be games inside, whether that be crafts, whatever it may be. Um, So we're doing that. Um, Then during midweek, usually on Wednesday or so, we'll have what we call empowerment and empowerment is really, it's um, actually before I talk about empowerment, I should talk about cabin chats. Sorry. So -hmm. cabin chats are what happen each evening um, at camp. Uh, right before the kids go to bed. And so cabin chats are a great moment where those in your age range, your group um, can sit and we kind of ask each other questions and we just try to get to know each other. And, um, and it's really intimate moment where kids can kind of share as much as they want to, or as little as they want to. And so usually in the week um, we start with kind of very innocent questions that is just like, you know, what's your favorite color and why, what's your favorite food, you know, just things to kind of break the ice, get kids comfortable speaking. And as the week go, goes on, cabin chat will kind of maybe begin to be a little deeper and kids can share more about maybe what their home life is like, if they would like, 
um, or, or, or potentially maybe what their experiences are with cancer, though they are of no obligation to do so. And it's not a focus, um, you know, of the week, but it's more if the kids feel comfortable to share, and maybe that's something that would make them feel more comfortable when they head back home, you know, that they've spoken to other kids going through similar experiences, you know, that, that's a really great moment to do that at Cabin Chat. And that happens each night. And, you know, I'm with the yellow unit, which is, which is usually the youngest kids. So mm-hmm. cabin chat can usually just be a lot of fun, you know, we're just kind of sharing and getting comfortable speaking in front of a group and stuff like that. But then midweek, as I was saying, we'll have our empowerment and our power empowerment is like a cabin chat with, with uh, the whole group. So a big group, we're all sitting in a big circle and we have this string that we wrap around our wrists that we kind of connects us all through this circle. And we're able to really speak about, you know, that's where maybe things get a little bit more emotional. Maybe people are more willing to share uh, to the group, you know, why, what Kessa means to them, why they're here, and what the value it is um, to them. And, and that's really, a, really, um, you know, it's a touching moment. It's something that I will never forget. Um, seeing people so vulnerable, so open, so honest. Um, and then the love that, you know, follows, that surrounds them from all the kids who are sitting next to them. So that'll be, be midweek, and then we'll keep packing the week fun activities throughout. And then Friday or, or Saturday, we'll, um, we'll head out. Um, and that's usually another very emotional moment, um, you know, especially if it's a kid's, if they're 18 and it's their last year or the counselor, if they're a senior and it's their last year, um, they'll be able to finally um, uh, say their, their real name. As we talked about earlier, you know, we, mm-hmm. each, have, um, we each have our, our a nickname that we go by. So that's, it's, it's usually a moment where they get to tell counselors or kids who, who never known their real name, what the real name is. And, uh, and then we, we head home and, um, and yeah, again, that's usually a moment where we're all, you know, it was a great week, but it's bittersweet that we have to leave. But then we know it will only be a year away if we're able to come back. So, so usually a little emotional there, especially, you know, for those kids, like I talked about, who it's their last year. Uh, but then we get back on the buses, head back and um, yeah, and, and that's it. But, uh, but yeah, it's a really awesome week full of activities of all kinds from crafts, games, outdoors, you know, everything. Um, so yeah, really awesome, unique week. Um, that's really great. Great for the kids. I, I want to come back to a few things you said in there just from my own experience with Speedy being at camp. For those of you who are thinking, oh gosh, what does this camp look like? He's been at two different actually physical camps. And one was at a YMCA type camp, which was fabulous and great. And that was the Hobbit building. And then the second year they moved to an area in Lincoln City. This camp is to die for. Like, I want to go to this camp. It looks like a camp in the movies. It's on a lake. They've got their cabins. They've got the rec room. They've got the dining hall. They have they have a zip line. They have the rock wall, the the fields. It's I want to go there. I want to rent it out for a party with all of my friends and have someone come in as counselors and facilitate for me because that is just it's amazing. And oh, yeah. one thing which you did not touch on, but part of the activities and the games that you guys do. There's one, and I don't know where you call it, what you call it, where the you guys as counselors sit down and you let the kids quote unquote decorate you with food like chocolate sauce and just cereal and all kinds of stuff and over and over that's what speedy talks about and i think that is just (laughs) so fabulous because they don't ever get to do that anywhere else Yeah, no, it's, it's, we call that our messy games. And that's usually a moment I, I've been on the receiving end of it a couple of times. So it's usually mm-hmm. a lot of fun, especially for the kids, a little bit less fun for me getting <laughs> in chocolate sauce, but it's still a good time. 
And another thing, which I, I have to give a quick shout out, Speedy is a very picky eater. And my concern was, oh my gosh, he's going to starve. Um, but he came home and after that, he he ate hamburgers. My kid did not eat hamburgers before that. He ate cheeseburgers. And But I did have some counselors tell me that he survived a lot of it on the salad bar, the olives and the croutons on the salad bar and the cereal. And you know what? He was fine. You know, sometimes you just have to let it go. <laughs> um, and the, the empowerment sessions, I... It's not all about cancer, but it is part of it. So I think it's super important for them to have that opportunity to be around others who get it. Just like me as an adult woman, I found a support organization for myself where I found women who get it. So when they are able to open up and talk if they want to about their experience and other kids will understand, wow, mom had cancer, dad had cancer, my sister, my brother, something like that, they will they can open up and it's different than opening up to their friends at home because their friends at home don't understand. Yeah. So no, it's, having, it's a really unique, unique moment. Having this time and place where they can go and share, but also play because that is, that is such an important aspect of childhood. And often in situations where cancer is involved, they don't get to do that as much anymore. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that is just an amazing opportunity. Um, I know we're going to go out to break here really quick. And when we come back, we have so much more to talk about. So, sorry, stay with us. Uh, We'll be back soon. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to continue our mission that no woman goes through cancer alone and to keep the show going. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can text BF Radio to 41444 or visit us at breastfriends.org to donate. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon or follow us on Instagram at Breast Friends PDX. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. Female cancers affect women, but women's effects are felt throughout our families, workplaces, and communities. Electa is driving advances in precision radiation medicine across our portfolio of devices. By enabling treatment that is highly responsive to changes in tumor shape, position, and biology, but doesn't compromise the health of surrounding tissue and the patient, we protect the moments that matter in the lives of women with female cancers and everyone they touch. Learn more at electa.com. That's E-L-E-K-T-A.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are tuned in to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. 
Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Michelle Beck at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Thanks for sticking with us today for this amazing topic. My name is Michelle Beck, and we're here with Cole Jensen from Camp Kesem at the U of O, a.k.a. Mustache. So, Cole, I think it's time to talk about why you have nicknames. Yeah, so a big part of uh, Kesem, uh, you know, first thing that happens actually, right, when kids get there and, and new counselors get there is that we make name tags on little wooden, uh, you know, wooden circular cuts out of trees. And so on those name tags, you know, you get to kind of create your new, your Kesem personality. And so a big part of Kesem is kind of this getaway, you know, from what may be a tough time at home. And so a part of that is like assuming your Kesem, your Kesem self. Uh, and it's what we talk about, you know, in the trainings a lot. It's like, you know, when you're at Kesem, you're, you're your best self. You're your most positive. You're your most happy. You're your most helpful, most outgoing self. You know, you're willing to embarrass yourself, self, all that stuff. And so by having the nickname, uh, whatever it may be, uh, you know, obviously I'm mustache. I happen to have a mustache, but uh, that that was just something that came to me. I thought it'd be fun to say. And I thought, you know, I could make a nickname even shorter. I could go by stash, which is, you know, a good benefit of a nickname. But uh, there's a wide variety of names, every, every, every kind. The kids get very creative. Um, we have a lot of we have a lot of kids who just decided they wanted to go buy appliances this last year. So we have, we have refrigerator and um, oven and things like that. And then we have, of course, animals and foods and everything in between. But yeah, the, the, the nicknames really just allow both the counselors and the kids to, to be their best self, to leave whatever may be going on outside of camp there and, and come to camp and really just, you know, have fun, focus on the fun, the happiness, the joy, the community, the family, and all those other things. So it's a, it's kind of a, you know, just a, another way to kind of break away. That's so funny. Speedy chose his because as we were preparing for camp the first time, he had just learned to ride his bike and he was going super fast up and down the hill. And someone had made a comment like, oh, you're so speedy. And he's like, that's my camp name. Because he was like, oh, he's going to be like, up first, he was like, I'm Spider-Man, I'm Batman. I'm like, Let's be a little more creative. And so uh, he chose Speedy, and I love that. It's, it's just, it's super cool. And it gives that sense of individuality. I, re- I remember some of his counselors as Olive and Tater Tot. So I know there's a lot of food counselors and stuff too. So it's, I just, I just, I can't, I can't say enough about camp, obviously. Um, now we've talked about what does a week at camp look like, but how much of it is playtime? Because they're at summer camp and they're really there to have fun. Yeah. No, I mean, this camp is, is all about play. It, I mean, it's all about different, you know, meeting people and having fun and playing games. And that's really a lot of the focus. So, I mean, every day, uh, the majority of the day will be playing in one way or another, whether that be arts and crafts or actually just games or, you know, um, big group games or jungle gym games or uh, the, you know, whatever it may be, the talent show, getting creative and coming up with uh, different skits and things, which we, we always do during the week. Um, so it's, it's very much focused on play. And again, as we talked about earlier, you know, the focus is not, is not the cancer at camp. It's really the joy. It's really the, the fun, the happiness that can happen in spite of what may be something very difficult. So, uh, you know, the play is, is definitely a central, a central part of camp. Uh, and it is every day, all the time. Yeah, it's, it's super important because you're sending kids away for this experience 
and they, they need to be able to do that. And that's something sometimes that cancer takes away is playtime. And unfortunately, something that has impacted Camp Kesem over the last year and plus is COVID. And how have you guys dealt with that situation? Yeah, so obviously, you know, uh, especially given the the group of the families we're serving, you know, who often are dealing with health issues of their own, we've had to be extremely, um, you know, cognizant of that. And so we've gone virtual with all our programming, including Camp Kesem. Uh, so we've turned it into what we call Kesem at Home, which is just kind of um, trying to modify a lot of our similar activities that we do at camp. Um, to the best of our abilities, into a virtual form. And so we'll still have camp, two weeks of camp. We'll still have our friends and family day. We'll still have our Make the Magic. We'll still have all those things that we would do normally. They're just made virtual. And so what will that, that, what that looks like, um, you know, for a week of camp is instead of doing, obviously, activities out in the field or crafts, uh, things like that, we'll, we'll do it over Zoom. And we'll send a care package out to all all the kids who are going going to go to camp and that will include you know games and arts and crafts and a shirt and a bunch of other fun things and so then we're able to kind of modify it and do camp um, but virtually and we'll still have cabin chats in the, the evenings um, still have a lot of the same games and so we're able to I think we're able to pretty effectively translate you know camp to the virtual setting even though of course we'd all love to be in person doing camp as usual but um sure but yeah it's 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 been a challenge but we've been able to we've been able to make it work that's yeah I, I love that it's so important right now because so much of our lives have been changed and affected by COVID and fingers crossed that we can all be together again next summer. But, you know, for, for this time period, you guys have really found a really good workable situation for the kids. And that that's super important. What do you think is the best part about the camp for kids? Ooh, yeah, that's a tough question. And I, and I don't want to speak on behalf of the kids, but I, I think that, you know, in your the, the opinion. Fr- yes, in my, in my opinion, uh, the, the, the freedom that they have out there. Like, I, I think I, I see a lot of the kids, you know, beginning of the week, you know, they're still kind of like very, very, I don't know what the word is, tentative. They're very mm-hmm. anxious a little bit, uh, you know, just unsure uh, what this is all about, maybe even why, why they're going to do this specifically, who are these people I'm, I'm spending time with. But then eventually they, they begin to see camp as this like, this release where, the, you know, really what they, what they want to do, they're able to do. They don't have these, these responsibilities, these, this burden to kind of bear for this week. You know, it's all about the fun, the freedom, the games to go pursue what you would like to do, go have fun with who you'd like to and, and run around and, and all that kind of stuff. So I would say just the freedom to be yourself, you know, at camp, we have, you know, we have dance parties, we have all these things where kids can really, you know, get loose and, and, and be their true selves and, and hop around and do what they want to do. And, and so I think it's, it's really a, a moment of freedom in a time that can probably feel pretty suffocating, you know, where, where they feel like they don't have that freedom, uh, you know, back home sometimes, given, given what their family's experiencing. Yeah, one thing that which I completely forgot about until now, you also have a talent show. And yes, yeah. Speedy had started to learn to play piano. And mm-hmm. I, he told me when he got home, that he would go in during meal times, and that's where the piano was was in the the yep. the mess hall. I don't know what you call it, and he would go play piano for the kids while they were eating. And I was like, "What? You you did what? I I couldn't imagine that he would have ever done that." And then at the last session, the day this last one, he got up on stage and I believe played piano with an Imagine Dragon song with two counselors, one who was on guitar and one who was singing. 
Yes. I mean, in front of everyone. This was my eight-year-old kid. And oh, yeah. he would have never been able to do that without an experience like this, which is just so fabulous that you're giving these kids the opportunity to shine and to be themselves and to grow. And I imagine that's one of the best parts for you as a counselor to watch these things happen. Yeah, no, I'm, I mean, as a counselor, being able to watch the kids throughout the week is truly the most incredible thing because the, the day one kids or the kids on the bus mm-hmm. will be completely different from the kids you see on the bus home. Uh, you know, the first day kids who are, you know, they're kind of, I don't want to dance. Why is everybody dancing? That's kind of embarrassing, you know, or, or I don't want to, I don't want to oh, speak during cabin chat. I, you know, I just, I don't know. Is that my place? And then by the end of the week, you can't get them to stop speaking, <laughs> which of course we love, we love that. And we love to see that and, and kids blossoming. And there's always the cliche of like, you know, camp as, imp- is imp- as impactful to the counselors as it is to the kids. But that's, that's really true. Like I, I, I can't speak to how, how humbling it is, how incredible it is how, how much, you know, how much it has taught me just about, you know, how strong people are, how strong even these, you know, young kids younger than 10, sometimes only six years old, um, such powerful and inspirational kids. So it truly is incredibly impactful on us counselors to see, you know, that growth, that change and that embrace of the Kessim magic, as we call it, you know, that, that, you know, that intangible thing that, that they begin to, you know, become comfortable with and really be a part of by the end of every week. I love that. Now, other than camp, I know there's a lot of different things that you do throughout the year. Can you talk about the the warm welcome program and special deliveries that you do? Yeah, so Kesson Warm Welcomes is is how we um how we greet every kid and how we tell them, you know, how that we let them know that they're going to camp and that it's gonna it's gonna be happening. So what that usually looks like is we'll send a little package. I actually just sent them out for this year in the past week. So they nice. should be arriving in the next couple of weeks, but it will give you a little game, a little coloring book, a, a message from one of us um, about, you know, that we're excited to see you and kind of is a nice moment to, uh, to welcome, to welcome in uh, the kids to camp, especially those who are, it's the first time. And then uh, special deliveries is what we do. Um, for uh, for kids who maybe are having a tough moment or maybe it's hopefully maybe it's just a birthday or something like that but also it could be maybe a parent has passed and and um, we'll send a care package just to let the kid know we're thinking about them we're with them even if we haven't seen them in a year we're still right there they haven't left our minds we're still caring for them so that's that's what the the, the special deliveries the deliveries are meant for Thank you. And I know there's other things throughout the year that I've experienced friends and family days where different times throughout the year, we can all get together. Can we talk about those? Yeah. So, so friends and family day is really an awesome moment uh, to, to keep that connection alive outside of camp between counselors, parents, and, and kids, because often, you know, going 365 days without camp is tough. And so when you don't see the kids who you, you care about so much, you know, that's difficult. And the kids don't see the counselors who they've built relationships with. So uh, friends and family day, uh, it's, it's just a moment where, um, you know, we'll usually have some activity that we'll do and then we'll just catch up and chat and be able to make those connections again um, throughout the year. So we usually have one in the fall and one in the spring kind of to um, bookend our summer, um, our summer uh, camp. And so it, it gives two other moments where kids and counselors are able to kind of meet each other and come together. 
Got it. That makes sense to really have the continuity throughout the year. And then I know there's the one really big fundraiser of the year called Make the Magic Happen. And I believe it already happened this year. Yeah. Um, but can yeah. you tell us a little bit about it? We, we only have a little bit of time left, but then also how anyone could go on and donate as well if they wanted to. Yeah. So uh, for sure, go to the Kesson website and there is a um, uh, you can you can select a specific chapter to donate to, or you can just donate to Kesem Nationals. Either way, go Ducks. Uh, yeah, go Ducks. Obviously, <laughs> uh, and, but uh, but uh, make the magic is usually our big kind of uh, formal maybe gala type dinner where we'll have speakers, we'll have um, auctions, raffles, we'll um and and we'll get to hear from some kids who've gone through it, some parents, the effect that it's had on them, counselors, how they how they've uh, seen Kesem. So it's a really good moment to learn a lot about the program and it raises a lot of money. So it did just happen um, for us about a, less than a month ago. We had we did it virtually, of course, and um, but it will be happening again next year, I'm sure, hopefully in person. It'll be a big dinner. Um, you know, you buy tickets to get a table um, and then, you know, we'll have, again, like I said, speakers, raffle fundraisers and that kind of thing um, once you're there. Awesome. Next year, my husband and I will definitely be there. And we are almost out of time, but I wanted to highlight one new thing, which I just learned recently. And I think you guys just started. Kesem is offering an affinity group for LGBTQ2IA+, the community, and for campers ages 11 and older. And right now it's a virtual Zoom program. I, I could not express how, how much that warms my heart to really be all-inclusive. And I wish we could talk about so much more, but we're, gosh, we're out of time. So Cole, Cole Mustache, thank you so much for being here today and sharing the amazingness of Camp Kesson with us. Listeners, if you have school-age kids out there, go to the website now and find a chapter and a camp in your area. I could not recommend it more. Your kids will love it. So if you or a loved one need our services, please visit breastfriends.org. You can make a donation to us on our website by texting BF Radio to 41444 to keep Breast Friends continuing on its mission to ensure that women do not go through cancer alone. You can find this show on many platforms on Voice America's Health and Wellness Channel or wherever you listen to your podcast, just search Breast Friends. If you'd like to nominate yourself to be the next guest, please email me at michellebeck at breastfriends.org. We'll be back next week. And remember, we rise by lifting each other. Thank you for listening to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. Please join Michelle Beck again next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We rise by lifting each other.